Welcome to Everything Imaginable, the podcast for curious minds from KGRA Radio. And here is your host, Gary Cochileo. Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cochilillo. And before we get started, I'd like to thank the contributors to this show. Executive producer, Candace Anderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger. Senior editor, Amanda Steele, author of Ghosts of Me. Binaural production engineer, Damien Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great. And monthly co-host, Jared Murphy. Author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. Whew, that's a lot of words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you are interested in contributing to this podcast, go to everythingimaginable.com, everythingimaginable2020.com, and a whole bunch of information there on how you can contribute to the show, everything from uh, monetary donations to help cover the cost of hosting and all that stuff, to simply uh, posting and sharing on Facebook. It's all good. And now, without further ado, tonight's guest is Carter Bushhart. Thanks for coming on, Carter. Thanks for having me again, Gary. Uh, it's always a always a blast talking to you, man. <laughs> oh, same to you, man. This uh, this good good show and a good good topic. Yeah, I, I love it. Can never do too many Bigfoot episodes. No, because we don't know much. So every time we talk, you might learn a little bit something, but we don't know a whole lot about it. It's all speculation. So, mm. you know, um, you know, adventures and events and witness, you know, uh, reports are always exciting because that's new and different. You, know, yeah. you may have heard about them before but, or similar ones, but they're all different and unique in mm-hmm. their own ways. So that's about the only new stuff that comes across <laughs> right so, now. So what are you working on? I am working on finishing up uh, a sequel to the first book, which is uh, Sasquatch Evidence of an Enigma Part Two. Mm-hmm. As I told you, that's very original. You know, it is clever. I, I, I stayed up for <laughs> minutes thinking of that name. You know, well, it just it, it's it's really a, a continuation mm-hmm. of that book. You know, where I'm getting into some more spiritual aspects, the metaphysical, the quantum, um, the denial. And, and, and in this book, I'm really uh, discussing in depth the state of the Sasquatch business or Sasquatch research as it is now, because we are just fighting one another and dissing one another and it's it's not a it's not a combined effort it's mm-hmm. every there's little factions and groups everywhere and it's a very frustrating you can't get anything done because everybody wants to be right everybody wants to be the first one nobody wants to leave their egos back home and so it just becomes a giant pissing match right. you know? and we can't get anywhere that way and i think that's just what the people that are holding the secrets want they they're watching us just mm-hmm. kill each other off and it's just amusing you know and eventually it's going to be like the ufo thing i think after 80 years of disinformation and humiliating people they finally admit oh yeah they're here we've known about it mm-hmm. it'll be the same with sasquatch you know the dna and technology will get to the point where they just can't bs this any longer it is yeah. 
know. Do, do, do you, what do you think the reason is that they hide it? I mean, I have my own theory, but I want to hear yours first. Well, my theory is that they are probably considerably more than we think they are. They are not a dumb ape in the woods, period, in the conversation. I'm not in the, the dumb ape. Yes, they are hominid looking, but they have other skill sets, you know, and just because they look like an ape doesn't mean they are an ape. And I don't think they are. I think, you know, if they're here on the planet, they are bound by our uh, natural laws of physics. You know, you walk, there's gravity, there's this, that, and the other. You Whatever we're governed by, they are too. But I think they have other potential skill sets. And that's where the camps divide is going, you know, we're apes and very little more, or we're, there's so much more than apes, they're superior to us. They were probably here before us. That gets mm-hmm. into a whole other subject matter. <laughs> uh, we were tweaked uh, somewhere in the five, six, seven, eight thousand years ago. That's funny. Uh, I, I, I asked we, Ron that question last night. I said, what came first, us or them? <laughs> yeah. What did he say? The rooster? <laughs> he said he didn't know. <laughs> yeah. But it is the, the egg, we, egg, or the chicken or the egg first question? Uh-huh, yeah, chicken or the egg. Which I, always, I always answer that, well, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I say, well, the rooster, obviously. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't have either or the other. You That's know? true. But, you know, it, it's, a, it, it, it's a fascinating thing. And some of it in my head, I'm thinking, are we assigning them these skills because we just don't know? And we're grasping at straws. Do they appear to disappear because we turned our head real quick and then they're gone? Uh, does their hair bend light? Do the follicles of their hair bend light in a certain way, which they can appear to cloak or just disappear and they're still standing right there? Mm-hmm. So many, so many questions. And maybe it's because we don't have any answers at all. Maybe we're grasping at things. Mm-hmm. That was my mindset originally, but now. I'm hearing from people and they don't want any publicity. They don't want any money. They want nothing. They don't fame for it. They don't, they just want to get this off their chest. And they've seen some incredible things and they match up with other people and they're not talking. You know, they're not, they don't know each, each other. These people are coming out of the woodwork, you know, after the first book and they're, I need someone to talk to who's not going to laugh and make fun of me and ridicule me. Let's talk. Tell me what you saw. Tell me what you experienced. You know, so, so maybe because we have no answers, and I guarantee you the government, the paper companies, the forest service, uh, the lumber, they know what's going on. I mean, they, they know. And we're just not being told. And it has to be that they think, in my head, that we just can't handle what it is that they are or might be. And they're waiting for the last possible moment. Do you think that we can't handle news like that? We're big people. We're living through a divided world. You know, wars, uh, COVID, you know, all kinds of horrible things going on. The Mm -hmm. oil and the racial divide, all this garbage we're going through right now. Do you think we can't handle the truth about whatever these creatures are? I, mean, I definitely think we can. In fact, not only do I think we can handle it, but I think it's actually something that might actually bring people together. Yeah. And Reagan said that one time. Ronald Reagan, he was making a speech, you know, it was at the United Nations. He was addressing, I forget what it was, but it was 
do you think if an alien force came down and attacked the earth that we would still be as divided as we are right now? I say, no, right. we will band together and fight this off and all our differences will disappear. Even if it's just temporary, mm -hmm. I think it's the same thing here. We're ready. I mean, the UFOs have already told us UFOs are real, that it's off the planet manufacturing. We can't do this. We don't know how to do it, even though I think we can. We yes. probably, you know, reverse we engineered it and got it done. But, you know, you think we can't handle that? We already accept that we're not the only people in the, in the universe. We're just mm -hmm. not, you know. Is there another dimension? Well, science admits to, you know, what is it, 11 dimensions at least, maybe 14. Yeah. They say theorize maybe up to 21 dimensions. You know, we're taught from an early age, like when you first go into preschool, Gary was taught that there's no apes, there's no flying saucers, there's no this, that, the other. There's, there's God and there's Satan, and that's the world. And the teachers who taught you that were taught by their teachers. And those teachers were taught by the teacher. You go back 10 generations, that's 250 years mm -hmm. of disinformation, you know? And so you're going to reject it automatically because you grew up, it's in your DNA that this can't happen. This can't be, it's gotta be another explanation. Well, it's a guy in a suit. Well, it's a bear. It's a, it's a deer. It's a, you know, whatever, it's, you know, it's a big old chunk of Spanish moss that was, you know, waving in the wind and mm -hmm. looked like a Sasquatch. So, so you're taught that. So a lot of the people that don't even believe them period are so, you know, wrapped up in the world around them that there was explained to them for them uh, that you just can't wrap your head around it. Some of them are just not interested. They don't really care if there's another ape in the woods or you know, whatever. They, they don't care. Mm -hmm. Well, I do. You do. I mean, others yeah. do because this is part of us. We're all made of the same cosmic dust. We all mm -hmm. came, you know, with uh, varying degrees of manipulation somewhere along the line, potentially. Right. So, you know, we can handle it, you know, <laughs> but I think it's just like anything, follow the money, follow the power. With knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. I have the knowledge you don't, so I am bigger and better than you. Nana nana boo boo. You know, <laughs> it, it's just ridiculous and it's insulting. You know, uh, it, it's just it, it's just ridiculous. Now, some of the things that I theorize may not work. Mm -hmm. You know, people are telling me things, and I'm, I'm thinking, well, the cloaking, uh, the mind speak, uh, teleportation, the different dimensions, cloaking. Uh, you know, all these things. Well, maybe that explanation just doesn't pan out, but I'm gonna listen to it. I'm yeah. going to put it on my plate because if, you know, I'm not a scientist, but I play one for BFRO that I'm going to consider virtually anything until I can disprove it or someone else disproves it with a valid explanation is for why I shouldn't, you know, include it and Absolutely. consider it. Otherwise I'm, I'm just being a fool. I mean, I, you know, it, you know, and I, when I started uh, in this research, I was with, some guys that are genuinely not real bright. They're very myopic, very singular of thought. Mm -hmm. It's an ape and ain't nothing else to it. That's just it. They're just an undiscovered species of ape. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you explain this, that, the other? That's just mistaken identity. You know, just baloney, you know. <laughs> you can't write it all off just because you don't believe it. Right. You have to consider it. You can keep it a secret. You don't have to tell anybody that you, you know, thought about this or believed it. 
but you have to, if you're being a real researcher, investigator, you got to at least consider this stuff. Mm -hmm. These people are telling very similar stories and they're totally unrelated to one another. They don't know that they, 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 they don't even get involved in stuff anymore because too much ridicule. Right. You know, I mean, you hear it and Ron, Ron will tell you, I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. Morehead. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's very frustrating, you know? So that's why, you know, in my, my first book, I said, you know, it's like the Brussels sprouts thing, you know, mm -hmm. you may not like them, but put them on your plate. Don't insult the host. Pretend like you're going to eat them. Spread them around. Maybe cut one. Maybe taste it. And do, but, but at least put it on the plate and consider it. Right. You don't have to eat it. You don't have to like it. But consider it because someday you might go, oh, God, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, that? Oh, my God. You just have to. You have to have an open mind about a lot of things, not just this, but a lot of things. You know, right. I mean, it, it just... <clears throat> to me, it's common sense. I, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that are in the ape-only camp, and we're friends. We talk. We don't get in arguments. You know, you believe your way. I believe my way. It doesn't mean you don't have to get along. Uh -huh. but people in the Sasquatch community are greatly divided to the point of being insulting and hateful and, you know, to one another. That's terrible. We all have the same goal. Yeah. You know, just like world peace. We all have, we all want that except a few idiots that are warlike, you know, mm -hmm. but I mean, most everybody wants to live peacefully and make a living and have fun and have their kids and their family do all that stuff. It's the same. It's a common goal, you know, like housing and clothing and food for everybody. It's, it should, it should be a common goal. So the Sasquatch is the same thing or any kind of research. We have a common goal mm -hmm. You can make enemies just because you don't agree with one. I mean, it's just so, it's just so ridiculous, but that's, that's the world we're in, you know? So anyway, in the book, I, I started rambling, but you know, in the book, I really kind of, I bust some chops, you know, mm -hmm. because they're, it, it's so divisive and that keeps us from getting anywhere. Right. And nobody's going to be the first to step up and, you know, the thing is, the there's, there's a, there's enough room for pos for everything to be true too. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be one way or the other. No. I mean, why is it impossible for the bee to be, a supernatural ape-like creature that can cross through dimensions. Why is that impossible? Why does it have to be one or the other? Mm -hmm. Well, because we've been taught up until recently, you know, so that, that's where some of the mindset comes is that, you know, we were taught that this stuff just can't happen. And then your, your parents who were taught, they're raising you. And so they are drilling it into your head, you know, probably not, intentionally but it's just their way of life mm -hmm. you know this is how this is this is how this is we get up we go to church you know there's evolution there's natural selection there's the tweaking of the uh you know man as he was growing up because it wasn't going fast enough for the ets if we we're a you know big experiment there's all kinds of explanations you get just consider it you know star trek is here yeah you know i mean it it is we're driving around on the moon. We're, we're blasting off. We're going to have people living on the moon and we can't prove there is or is not a creature living in the forest. Give me a break. That's just insulting, mm. you know. Although it's just, possible that there already are humans living on the moon. Oh, I'm pretty sure that they've been there for a while. You know, I mean, we're never, the dark <laughs> side, don't tell you know. us. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to tell us, especially if it's on the dark side. We never see that side anyway. So mm. we'll never know. You know, that you, you read enough stuff, you know, from, uh, oh, what's the guy, uh, Area 51, uh, 
Steve, uh, anyway, I can't remember his name, but uh, he's got several good shows that he's put out. You know, the guy that reverse engineered all the all the craft from mm-hmm. the government. Uh, and really brilliant guy, brilliant speaker, good speaker, logical. He just tells it like it is to the great discomfort of the government and his family because they've yeah. been making his life miserable, you know. So, uh, but this stuff is going on and nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to join forces and let's figure this out together as long as my name comes first. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's sad, you know, but I am trying to be a witness advocate more than anything is when I'm talking to some of these people, it's like, oh my goodness. And I can see the distrust and the pain and the sadness and fear in their faces. And I can hear it in their voices when we're speaking because they're afraid that I'm going to dump on them or someone's going to find out that they're talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the Sasquatch crossing the road. That's pedestrian stuff. I mean, that you know, those are still interesting. It yeah. proves somebody saw something, but I'm talking about the off the chart mm-hmm. stuff. You know, the, the paranormal quantum metaphysical things mm-hmm. that, you know, you'll believe a Star Trek episode, but you won't believe it can actually happen. What is the difference? <laughs> it can happen. It is happening. Yeah. You know, and if I, if I'm wrong, if lots of other people who believe like I do, at least have open minds, if they find out they're wrong, I'll, I'll, you know, well, thank God I'm wrong. At least we know what's going on. I mean, that, that's it. You know, it, we all just want the answer. So, know? so what kind of, um, phenomena are we talking about? Uh, well, that, 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 uh, that people are not being open to or arguing over. Uh, infrasound is probably the most widely believed yeah. or considered, but I think that's still, a given that, that, but it's still a lot of people just can't wrap their heads around really? because there are different lions use it. Though. But I, I think the stuff that's like the mind speak, oh. the cloaking mm-hmm. where they just disappear right in front of you, uh, stuff of that nature, materializing into your bedroom, into your house, Mm -hmm. into your tent, and leaving the same way. Uh, You know, the gentleman we were discussing earlier before we came on, uh, he is described in great detail, and they showed him twice how they do that strange walk where they appear to be gliding. The legs mm-hmm. are moving in a walking uh, style, but they're not actually touching the ground, but they're moving. And when he said, uh, I don't understand how you did that. Can you do that again? He went back and started over. and did it slowly and showed him. He didn't understand it, but mm-hmm. it was like, this isn't a trick. And this creature was standing there and he was coming in and out of focus like a a TV with rabbit ears from the 50s and 60s. You know, you get that kind of snow. (laughs) He was coming in and out of focus while he was showing him how he did these things. 
What do you say to that? You, sir, are absolutely nuts. Or, holy cow. I mean, so you can't wrap your head around. You're sitting there going, okay. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, you're seeing this, and it's happening, and you're telling me, and you're, he's told me the story four or five times, word for word. I mean, he doesn't change anything. So things like that, you know, that people cannot because that is the star trek where he right. just they poof and they can do this come in and out of your house it will if they want to mm -hmm. and so uh things of that nature that people just can't wrap their heads around of course in, in in the first book i say they can count they know how to count you know ron with his language thing is just mind-blowing yeah. you know and my guy I'll call him Alex. That's not his name, but I have to I'll call him the name Alex has heard some of the words that are on Ron's tape in his house. Some of the gibberish, mm -hmm. the Chinaman chatter, some of the oh boys, he's going, oh no. He's heard literally a couple of words that are syllable for syllable what's on Ron's tapes. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. And so how do you blow that off? How do you, you know, it's easy to call somebody a liar. A liar. It's mm -hmm. a whole lot harder to say, you know, I, I believe you. Tell me more. Because that puts you in the crazy camp. And I'm a proud member. I'm a founding <laughs> member of the crazy camp. You know, because it's a good place to be because everybody has open minds, you know. Yes. And you, and we might be wrong about a theory or two or mm -hmm. three, but we might be right about one or two. All it takes is one or two to just blow the lid off of things. So uh, that's that's a lot of what I say in this chapter I'm working on in the book, and I'm done with it. I, I ripped everybody's ass, I'm sure. I, I, I ripped my own ass because I'm I'm in there. I'm, I'm a researcher like everybody else, you know. I'm not a snob and I'm, I got an open mind. I'll talk to anybody, but you know, as soon as you want to get start getting snarky and nasty with me, well, right. the conversation's over because and that's what you do to defend. You know, we've got this hate thing going on in the country, you know, with, with race, with politics, uh, with anything with, you know, illegal aliens, all of that. We still have so much hate and, and disenchantment that it's just permeates everything we we're into, including mm -hmm. our little side gig here, which is Sasquatch research. You know, it's the same thing. You know, you think that way <laughs> you're an idiot. Oh God. You know, I'm unfriending you now. Boop. You're gone. You know, it's, it's just, I feel like I'm in sixth grade sometimes. Yeah. It's a bunch of ego bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just like a Rodney King. Can we all just get along? You know, I mean, it, it, it sounds so, shallow and phony but it's true we just need to you know band together and like ronald reagan said you know if an alien force came down we're going to take over the world i guarantee you we'd forget all about you know uh walmart and illegal mm -hmm. aliens and you know all the other crap and we'd be all banding together fighting feeding each other housing each other that's, that's probably why they don't even want to tell us about the aliens in the first place yeah, because there's, there's we'd, money all, in wars. All, we'd all come together and <laughs> There's money in war, isn't there? Right. Yeah, that and, you know, so, like, but, like all of a sudden we're the human race and not different countries. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's the way it ought to be anyway. I think that's the way they look at it. And that's what my, you know, Alex is telling me that they're trying to tell him some things and he can't wrap his head around it because they speak in riddles. And if he asks them a question, they will give him several answers and you find the answer. Mm -hmm. You take the answer you think is the best answer. I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm going to give you the answer is in these three sentences. I speak one of these sentences is the answer to your question. I'm paraphrasing, but that's generally it. He has to go dig for it, Mm -hmm. you know, and even if he finds it, they don't necessarily tell him you have your answer. (laughs) Like a you know. Zen koan. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 like one, one time, um, he heard uh, some noise outside. He was in his cabin. He heard some noise outside on his deck. His deck overlooks solid, solid forest. 500 or more square miles of just solid nothingness wow. in lakes. And so they let him hear a conversation. Sasquatch having conversation and chatter. And he goes, that's my answer. I asked them what that noise was. Was that you out there? And they answered him by giving him snippets of a conversation Mm -hmm. of their chatter as they were speaking to one another outside. That's how they tell you, give you an answer is they demonstrate and you're supposed to figure it out. And he'd been going through this enough. So where, uh, when he finally had his aha moment, he goes, they let me hear the chatter. And that was my answer to who was outside. Not, well, it's a couple of my friends. They're walking around on your deck. They're waiting for you to come to the window. Yeah. Wasn't the answer. It was, it's like, what made that noise? And you suddenly hear birds chirping. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, Oh, that was birds rustling outside in, in the by the bird feeder by my window, and it was making noise, and I didn't recognize it. So they let him hear something, and he drew his own conclusion. So it's things like that, and a lot of it's in symbolism. So when they're telling him these things, a lot of it's symbolism, and he's wanting more of a finite answer, and he's not getting it. And some of them are very abstract. Some of them, he thinks that they think he already understands. Therefore, he should understand the next question. And he doesn't. And he doesn't get his answer. But he knows he's been given it in one of the other dialogues. He just can't put the two together. Right. So it, it's, 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 it's trippy. You know, it's like probably speaking to a Taoist monk, mm-hmm. you know, I, therefore I am, I think, therefore I am. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, let me give you an example. <clears throat> and you're going to get silence. Well, that's me in thought. So I think, therefore I am. Mm-hmm. How'd you, t- what did you just tell me? Silence. Because I'm thinking, you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. symbolic and he has to, it, it's, it's heavy stuff. And a lot of times he thinks they're just jacking with him. Uh-huh. And other times they are true. And, you know, a couple of times they've, you know, gotten kind of physical with him, you know, zapped him, uh, 
really hard where he's been knocked down unconscious. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, I think it's more like they don't know their own strength versus, you know, a punitive thing. Right. But that's kind of what he is going through trying to ascertain what they're telling him because they don't just say three and three, that is six. You have to, they're going to give you subtle nuances of a clue and you got to figure it out because they want you to think. And you think, it's not, you think not only is it that they want him to think, but maybe they want him to ask other people. Yeah. And that's why we're doing this book because I want, there are thousands of other people, probably tens of thousands that are having these same events. They got nowhere to go. They got no one to talk to. You go to BFRO, <laughs> forget that. You know, they're going to, you know, they're going to take all paranormal stuff out of any report and mm-hmm. just sanitize it and just turn it into mush. You know, it's worthless. And so they can't talk to anybody of that ilk. Now, there are a few guys there that I talked to and I can't name them, but they are they are paranormal and they got some stuff going on that will blow your mind. And it's right in line with my guy. My guy doesn't know them, has never heard of them. They have never heard of him. They don't know him. And they're telling me similar stories. Creatures with names. They're talking about how old they are. Their family, Mm -hmm. their units, they have names. This guy, this other investigator can quote 25, 30 names. They're describing some of the same things, just, you know, different settings and some different results. But I mean, it's the same. It's esoteric, abstract, metaphysical, quantum, whatever you want to call it. It is just like, oh, my goodness. You know, I can't call either of these people liars. Right. Like calling Ron Moorhead a liar. You know, I mean, you, no. <laughs> do, you, do you dismiss his tapes no. and his experiences, you know, you know? And, you know, and I have, you know, I had something that happened to my wife and I, I don't know if, I don't think we went over this last time because I just decided to put it in the new book. But, uh, you know, when he was describing uh, him, the guys sitting there at camp after they had an experience and they were huddled in their little lean-to and they heard their camp being destroyed. They were, the Sasquatch are in their camp outside, Mm -hmm. turning over trash cans, dumping their food, their firewood, all their supplies, tearing stuff up, stomping on the fire and just tearing everything to pieces. After they, it was quiet for a while, they went outside, nothing had happened. Mm. That thought was implanted in all four of them's heads. They all heard it and they were going, oh my God, we're going to have to clean this crap up in the morning. Oh, geez, they're, they're destroyed all our food and supplies. We're going to have to just get out of here. we got to clean up the camp. You know, they, they bent, they could hear the trash cans rolling down the mountain. They had the big steel garbage cans they use for uh, keeping their firewood and supplies when they're not there. Went outside, not a thing had happened. Yet they were all huddled in terror in that lean-to, listening to their camp being destroyed. There has to be a message here. Yeah. Well, the message is... That they're trying to send people. Yeah. Well, we can jack with you if we want to. That's one thing. (laughs) Seriously, because we can do that. Mm -hmm. So maybe we got your attention now. I want you to listen to some things, you know, or show you some things. 
and maybe we're just not in the right frame of mind. Maybe we're not there when they're there. Uh, but that similar type thing happened to my wife and I in my one of my research areas here in Missouri. And that uh, that was uh, 2014, it'd be about 2017. I took her to one of my sites and we had infrasound. It was a classic example of the both of us being within a foot or two of each other experiencing different things from the same zapping or infrasound or mental manipulation mm -hmm. it blew my mind and i went ah ha you know i knew it and at the time i was going through it i even knew it but i was so confused because they they can do that I'll tell you if you want to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely want to hear about uh, it. Uh, uh, back in 2014, I was leading an expedition for BFRO, and I watched a Sasquatch. I think I've told you this. I watched a Sasquatch basically disappear on my thermal. I was yeah. looking at it. It came around a corner. Uh, a group in the expedition had gotten separated from us. They got lost. It was about 11 o'clock at night. We had no radio contact because we were down in a hollow and the radio signal just wasn't getting through. You could hear intermittent stuff. So I kept scanning the woods with my thermal and I kept looking for a heat signature coming around the corner. So it would finally tell us they're there, mm -hmm. you know, well, I see this heat signature coming around the corner. I'm going, Hey guys, I think they're here. Well, it wasn't them. It was a Sasquatch. It walked around the corner on this trail at this conservation area. And it took one step, two step, the third step, poof. It just it exploded like a big bright flash. And it looked like the outrage. It was looked like a, someone had blown a Sasquatch smoke rain. It was the perfect smoky oh, wow. outline of a Sasquatch. That is weird. It was just gone. Well, that became one of my favorite research areas. So fast forward to 2017. Uh and my wife is supportive. At that time, she believed I believe. She was seeing all this evidence on my desk. We share the same office. She's going, what is that? And I tell her, she's going, oh, she see pictures and stuff. And she's starting to get the, the picture, you know. Mm -hmm. But I said, why don't you come camping with me? She's an old Nebraska farm girl. She's, you know, she like she doesn't mind getting dirty and, you know, popping a squat behind a tree if you got to go potty because I rough camp most of the time I rough camp I don't get a hotel or I don't look right. for you know a bathroom or anything because I just what I do anyway so I, I took her there and this area to get to it uh now the area I took her to was where I saw that squatch disappear mm -hmm. but I took her to the other end which is the way I get to it now. And I park at this gate. You can't drive down there. It's about a hundred yards down. It's really rocky, craggy, uneven. You cannot drive down there under any circumstances. ATVs wouldn't even get there. It's just really nasty, gnarly. You can walk it. It's downhill. So I parked at this gate. I backed my SUV up. I could see my taillights. And so I knew where it was. We we're walking down. After about 10 minutes, she's going, I don't like this. I said, yeah, it's kind of spooky, isn't it? She goes, yeah, and that kind of, I don't, I don't like it. I'm creeped out. What's, what's, what's going on here? I was like, well, it's just, you know, we're in their neighborhood. We're in their living room and you're just getting a little, you know, uh, zapping or infrasound. 
mm -hmm. uh, you know, the hair on the back of your neck, all that kind of creeped out stuff. So as we get further down, she's really freaking out. And I'm a little, I, I've got that ear ringing thing. I can tell that they're, you know, messing with me. I can just tell it, you know, when it's there, but you're still functional, you know? And she's going, I want to get out of here. I said, look, look, our car is right up there. We're, I look up where my car is and it's gone. Hmm. I said, what? And I get turned around because it's uphill and we're going downhill. I said, I look down there at the, at the bottom of the hill. And there's my car where it shouldn't be. And then I start telling her, how'd our car get down there? What's going on? And she goes, I told you, we got to get out of here. We just got to go. We got to go. I said, no, 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 no. How the car get there? It should be up there. And I looked up there and it was not there. I looked back down and there it was. And by then she's freaking out. I'm confused. I said, look, our car is down there. No, wait, it's not there. I looked back up where it should have been and there it was. So they had me hallucinating that I, my, SUV was down at the bottom of basically the Grand Canyon as far as terrain and driving it. And it wasn't up there. And so we got out of there, but I said, I was going, is that awesome or what? I mean, after I got done with it, because it's an example, because there are, and it's like Ron Morgan's thing. Mm -hmm. There's four guys there and they are all being made to see and hear in their case, the same thing. There can't being destroyed, utterly destroyed outside. You know, I'm being affected, and I think it was infrasound with them, unless it was some kind of mental telepathy. Mm. But either way, we were both being affected by the same force, but due to physiology, I'm thinking, is the way I reacted one way and she reacted another. Yet we were both affected by the same stimulus. We just had different reactions. Crazy weird. It was cool. And after I got back to the car, I was going, oh, that was awesome. I mean, it was just so cool. You know, it was it was <laughs> you know, disconcerting because I I was out of control. I was not in, in control of the environment at all times like right. I like to be when you're out. But it, it resolved itself. It's wild that they can alter people's perception. Uh -huh. It's almost like they can play a movie in somebody else's head. Yeah. And you think it's real. That's a good analogy. And then you go out there and you're like, huh. <laughs> yeah, it was just, you know, and I, I compared it to that because whether it's telepathy, uh, mind speak, I wasn't hearing any voices, but I, my perception of the world that I knew exactly how it was and where my car was, was altered. Yeah. And she was being affected by the creepiness of the whole area. You know, she was getting really spooked. And so uh, I got me a believer after that. You know, I mean, <laughs> she was like, okay, I'm, I'm on, I'm on. And she was already mostly there, but that did it, you know, and she's a, she's a religious mm -hmm. woman or she was brought up religious, you know, in a parochial school, you know, wearing uniforms and all that stuff. So she has a foundation of, you know, Christianity, uh, Lutheran, but anyway, she has a foundation, so she has a certain belief system, but that can be altered, has been. That didn't help matters <laughs> because mm -hmm. now she's got to go, okay, what was that? But it's not for us to figure out what it was, it's that it happened. We might not yeah. be able to figure out 
what it is. I'm pretty sure it was infrasound because uh, I've been zapped before where I couldn't move. Uh -huh. uh, simple things like that. But that, you know, and then with Moorhead and his group, I mean, they can do that. Now, are those four guys all lying? No. Was it mass hysteria? No. Was my wife and I lying or crazy? No. No. So what is it? So right there, just that one little mind, those two little minute events, Ron's back to about 72, three, four, five, six, somewhere in there. Me in 2017 in the woods of Missouri. What are those? Are we freaked out and we're giving ourselves PTSD perhaps? So we think we're seeing or hearing things, no. you know, that's not really possible. I've done enough research for this book I'm working on about hallucinations. Mm -hmm. Unless you are schizophrenic, paranoid schizophrenic, uh, there are some, uh, you know, uh, Alzheimer's and dementia patients, uh, Parkinson's, where you can have hallucinogenic type events. Right. You think you're seeing things. And, but other than that, people see things and they're not hallucinating. They're seeing things that aren't there. No, they're seeing things that aren't, that are there and they just can't explain it. So maybe you're going, well, maybe I'm crazy. Well, you know, maybe you're not, maybe this is really happening. Mm -hmm. You're talking yourself out of it when you should be trying to embrace it and figure it out. Some people get so spooked, and I understand that they just don't want to figure it out because I don't want to know what that is. It's it's the, the demonic. It's, right. it's the devil. It's you know, it's uh, aliens wanting to you know, put a baby in me and come back and get it in four weeks and mm -hmm. show me. Yeah, you tell yourself all sorts of things to talk yourself out of it. So and then it just goes undiagnosed. Un, you just don't react to it anymore. You just go, well, that was weird. Well, I better uh, I better quit drinking beer. You know, I may switch to maybe I'll switch to scotch instead of you know tequila. I, I don't know what whatever your excuse is for like trying to explain it to yourself. So stuff like that, you know, and that's you know that's just that to me it's just classic. It told me that the things that I thought were happening are mm -hmm. happening. I can't explain them necessarily because I'm not a scientist, even though I play one on TV. But I'm not a scientist. <laughs> You know what I mean? It, 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 but you don't have to be a scientist to experience this stuff and figure it out. And that's one of the other things I'm talking about in, in the new book is that we have to create our own science because the scientific community could give a rat's behind about what we do. I agree with you 100%. It's a joke. You know, the scientific community as we know it, they can tell you the life cycle of a gerbil and they can tell you how to make a battery out of a potato and a nail and some wire. Other than that, as far as this topic goes, they're useless. Mm -hmm. They're either in total denial or they want a body on a slab. Well, we have probably 90% of the evidence we need. We just don't have the body on the slab. Somebody does. I don't know the government does. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, they know what's going on. We just don't yet. So, you know, we, we have to create our own standards. And that's why I was getting back into the Sasquatch community, how are we ever going to develop communal standards if we can't even stop infighting? Mm -hmm. You know, let's create some science here. Let's just say these footprints, these have dermal ridges. Uh, this is hair that, 
we're not sure. I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Here's some scat. Here's some video. Uh, you ever seen that video? Uh, Gabby goes squatching. No. Were they uh, look up squatching with Gabby? Google it. She and a couple of friends saw and or heard something the night before in this area they're working. So they went back the next day and they're videotaping, trying to see, well, I think it was right around here. And all of a sudden you see this, uh, what's the Schwarzenegger movie? Uh, Predator. Mm -hmm. This creature, it's just a gelatinous, hominid sort of shaped thing. It looks just like Predator. Right. It lasts for about a second, second and a half, maybe two. And they're videotaping it and they go, what was that? Did you just see that? And then they slow it down and it is, it's nothing other than what I just described. It's something there. Squatching with Gabby, something like that. Uh, look that up and see if you don't go start scratching your head going, oh my God, <laughs> it was broad daylight. It was just crazy. Do you think that one of the reasons the government really keeps this a secret is because they want the cloaking technology for themselves? It could be. I've seen videos probably 10 years ago on Facebook of a, uh, an Asian gentleman, supposedly, who had uh, invented a screen that mm -hmm. was invisible. You walk behind it like you're sitting on a park bench. Yeah. And you disappear. You're there. You can't even see the screen. You're sitting on that bench, but that screen makes you invisible. I mm -hmm. think they already have that, honestly. But something like you're talking about, there's something they know, but they don't know how to do it yet. I think when they get all the answers, we're going to be spoon-fed, just like they did the Tic Tac videos with right. the UFOs here. Oh, yeah, look at the cute little, you know. Oh, yeah, we've known about it for years. So you ridicule people for 80 years, ruin their lives, that swamp gas, you're a fool, you're an idiot, you should be in, uh, in an insane asylum, you're crazy, these things don't exist, just go away. Now all of a sudden, oh yeah, we know. What do you tell those people that were ridiculed, you know, and, and their lives were destroyed by some of their, their UFO sightings? Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's the same thing, you know, I think they want to harvest some of the technology, I think they probably already have harvested some of it, you know whether it's from the live beings or body on a slab, you know, you probably have to get that from a live being. Right. You know. Do you think they could be also using them to find access points to other dimensions? The point. Yep. Why not? You know, why can you do it, but we can't show me how you do it. You know, and I'm also hearing from a few sources that the few Sasquatch that have been captured die in captivity fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's self-induced or if it is just their nature that they are not to be tied down. And then here's a question. If they can be captured and imprisoned, where are these powers they have? Why can't you just like walk through that cell? So it so it creates another conundrum. Well, maybe the government maybe the government has figured out certain things. Like maybe there are certain things they cannot walk through. 
Yeah. You know, like, um, what is it, like Superman can't see through lead or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's it's some, kind of, some kind of Sasquatch kryptonite. Yeah, could be. And, you know, and that gets into the, the question, well, do they really have all these powers we think they have? Or is it just because we don't know and they have incredible powers of uh, disguise that make it appear that they disappear, but they really don't. They're still standing there. Mm-hmm. Octopus, chameleons, they can mimic their surroundings. So you pretty right. much don't see them. <laughs> well, those two creatures can do it. Why can't another? Absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, so why is that a fantastic, wonderful work of nature's art? Yet the Sasquatch, well, they can't do that. They're an ape. But what if they can Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said earlier, it could be something not quite so esoteric. You know, maybe their hair follicles are hollow and they turn a certain way and, and bounce off the light or absorb the light and they make themselves appear to disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, like walk behind a tree and it didn't walk out the other side. Well, maybe it was still there, you know. The, the stories that kind of get you is when they say, well, they walked around this sapling. And the creature was like nine feet tall and four feet wide and a, a thousand pounds. And it walked behind this little sapling that was about as big as my arm. It didn't come out the other side. Okay, well, right. then maybe you got something. Me and Ron were talking last night about that. And uh, we were talking about vibration. And one mm-hmm. of the ideas that he has is that they can match the vibration of the tree and then sort of become one with it. And then all you see is the tree because... Yeah. Is matching the vibration of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's entirely possible. We can't say no because we don't know. And maybe that's one of the things, Gary, that they're trying to harvest from them. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why, you know, they don't want to tell us yet in case right. the power falls into the wrong right. hand. If a chameleon can match the color of what it's standing on, why isn't it possible for something to match the vibration that it's standing behind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We can't say never. Only your rigid belief paradigm that this, that, and the other cannot happen mm-hmm. will keep you ignorant, or at least without an open mind. And when I say ignorant, I don't mean like you're stupid. I just mean right. you know you're you're not open to the other possibilities. You know, and you know humans, we have the worst vision of virtually every living thing on the planet. We see very little, 330 to 700 hertz on the light scale. I mean, we see virtually nothing compared to what all the other animals in the animal kingdom can see, especially night. So how do we know what they can and can't do? Because we can't even see it. (laughs) Unless we have special glasses or thermal cameras or, you know, I mean, to see at night, you know, infrared and all that other stuff, night vision, thermal, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. We have to have aids to walk out into the forest at night. We have to have a flashlight. We have to have a thermal key. We have to, you know, they don't. You see raccoons or possums or birds or squirrels or sasquatches or mountain lions using flash. No, they use the ambient light because they can. They're designed to survive that way, you know. And uh, we're not. We've progressed all the things that we may, all the skills that we have may have had when we mm-hmm first uh, were put on this planet or we were tweaked by the aliens at whatever 
your thought process. Well, that, that's an interesting question right there. Why are we not able to when every other species on the planet can? Well, that might get into the which came first, mm-hmm. the June bug or the man. Well, <laughs> because <laughs> we haven't adapted. You know, if you go with the theory of evolution, uh, it's all well and good or it explains things if that's the story you want to tell. It doesn't explain a lot of other things. So uh, we probably had those skill sets either bred out of us or we came along much later and we haven't adapted. We don't have to see at night because we got headlights on our car. We got flashlights. We got a phone with a light on it. Yeah, we we've only had that for like what two hundred years. Yeah, about like, the two you, 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 you would think like if we were during the Neanderthal period and uh, all these other periods that they say that there were, you know, early humans and hominids around. You know, we should be able to see in the dark because we would have yeah. been spending half the day in the dark anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, you sh- when you see the Neanderthal and the Cro-Magnon. And uh, uh, you, you, you're shown them holding a burning stick so they can see at night. <laughs> and they're sitting by a campfire at night. You don't mm-hmm. see them walking around you know, showing hunting at night. You always see them with a fire. They're holding up a big, you know, flaming torch walking through the woods. Well, that's what you, we must think they do because we can't see at night. So they probably couldn't see at night either. Well, maybe they could. And this is just smokescreen. Yeah. You know, because what were you doing when you didn't have fire? Were you just cowering in a cave until the sun came up? It you doesn't know, make sense. You got it. We wouldn't have had an advantage. No. How would we have evolved this far and has the advantages that we've had if that were the case? Mm-hmm. Well, a little chip in the COVID vaccine, that's what did it. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, but really, it's good questions. I mean, how did they get to this point? How did we, man, get to this point if we didn't have some help? Because we think we're the kings of the world. We think we're the masters of the world. We're not. We're like way down the food chain as far as, you know, you put you or me, well, maybe not you or I, but you take a banker. Mm-hmm. You go out in the woods. Here's a, a lighter and a bottle of water. We'll come back and meet you here in a week. See how you did. What's he going to do? I mean, you know. He's going to freak out. Yeah, he's going to freak. I mean, but the, the whole thing is, you know, we need help to do what all the other animals and insects and birds, most of them, not to say all inclusive, but the majority can operate just fine without light. Yeah. How does a bug fly around at night? You know, radar, sonar, mm-hmm. absorb the light, see where he's going, bounce a, bounce a signal off of a tree. So, he, yeah. I mean, how do they do that? How does a bird right. fly at night? That's like one of the things that I think with the uh, Bigfoot, with the howls and the whoops, I wonder if they're using some type of sonar. Could be. I think, you know, and that gets into the vibrational thing, you know, I think the tone and the frequency and the volume mean different things. You know, a quiet whoop versus whoop mm-hmm. versus whoop means two different things. Yeah. Could be inflection. 
you know. But uh, yeah, uh, sonar, radar, night vision. Uh, we can't do anything at night. We're helpless in the woods. We're just totally helpless at night. In the water, you know, we have to have floats. We have to have a boat. We have to have a swimsuit. We, we need so many things to deal with nature. We need so many things to deal with nature that the yeah, we even need toilet paper. Huh? Yeah, toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we need so much help to do the things they do in their sleep. It's just, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's some of the things that they're trying to explain to my guy, Alex, and he's not getting because it's it's too much symbolism, you know, and uh, but that's that's changing subjects. But anyway, it, it's well, just not necessarily. I, I think they, I think maybe they're doing that with your friend Alex because they know that Alex has to go out and ask other people f for help, and maybe that's their way of getting a message out. Yeah. Well, and then this book, maybe he and I got put together for some odd reason because, you know, he heard a podcast or someone was talking about my book and in an interview and he reached out because he was having no other luck with anybody else, mm -hmm. you know, and he's like found a buddy, you know, yeah. and, and he's, you know, I don't say we're becoming friends, but we're very interested in each other's outlooks and theories on things, you know. I'm filling in some blanks for him. He's filling in some blanks for me. And hopefully in the end, we fill in a lot of blanks for a lot of people. You know, what I'm trying to do with the book is to get answers, get people talking, and maybe somebody reaches out to him. Mm -hmm. It reaches out to me so they can reach out to him because they're having the same experiences. Right. And you know, his thing is he wants answers and they're not coming in like meat and potato versions. It's all symbolic. Mm -hmm. And they're all wanting him to do the work to get the answers himself. And that's why I told him today. I said, you know, uh, we're older guys. And so the clock is ticking. Yeah. So we only have so much time before we pass on to the next realm, whatever it is, heaven, hell, or, you know, we get sent to who knows, wherever, whether it's heaven or hell, <laughs> or whatever, whatever's out there. So that's why I want to know now. In case, yeah. you know, the heaven hell concept and, you know, going on to the next plane is just kind of a big facade. They tell you just to keep you working and paying your taxes and shit. Mm -hmm. So excuse my French there. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, it, it's just. Uh, and so he wants his answers now. And I do, too, because it's really not fair to be holding back, you know, but they're making him work for it. And I think they will eventually cave in. Also, that kind of makes me think that. A higher, like, like, for example, Einstein or Tesla or any of these, you know, people that have been really, really intelligent, when they try to explain abstract theories, they would have to give, one way they could do it was giving these weird examples mm -hmm. and hope that people can understand it. Yeah. It's well, almost Max the same Planck. way. Yeah, Max Planck, he came along before Einstein, you know, he was a, you know, I think it was a German uh, mathematician. He came up with some of this stuff long before they did. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just, I can't explain it. The one thing I got out of uh, speaking to Ron was that, you know, quantum physics can be proven only with math. That's the only way they can know how to prove it. You know, theoretically, right. you know, 
a minus b times pi divided by you know the sum of the temperature of the sun whatever you come up with a theory that's the only way you can prove it the only way to disprove a metaphysical quantum type theory is also with math you can't just say well that won't work mm -hmm. and so that's true it's you can't just discount it because well that math doesn't work you must be wrong well, you know, math is all we have. That's what's getting us to the moon and Mars and the Hubble telescope. You know, that's what's getting us is math and calculation, you know, right. geometry and all that algorithms and all that crap. So that's what's getting us there. So the only way to undo all that is with the same type of math. You just back your way out of it. Well, if you're, you're undoing your explanation, that explanation it's still all you got. So it must, because they put all their faith in mathematics mm -hmm. and math is my worst subject. I'll tell you, <laughs> Mine too. I got a D minus. That's the average <laughs> I got in high school for math. You know, and when I was in high school, they brought on the new math and trigonometry and mm -hmm. uh, algebra. And I was going, what? what? Three and three is nine. What? How does that, <laughs> no, that was the new math, you know? And so, but that, that is the theory that it's, it's not, you have to disprove it only with math. You can't just say that doesn't work because if you want to give an example, you have to show that example in math. And then when you do, you show that indeed that can happen. So you know, if you're trying to show that it can't happen and you use math to do it, you can't undo it. Uh, it's just, you know, according to many scientists, it's just not possible. It's just theory. We use math yeah. for everything. It's, the, it's their common denominator. It's their common language. Scientists in India, Italy, Brooklyn. Put them in a room, give them a pencil and paper. They're math whizzes. They'll talk all day because math is universal language. And that's where, you know, the quantum stuff. Do you, do you think we're stuck there? Like, like Maybe there's another, a better way of figuring things out than math. It could be. We don't know what we're it is. We're just yet. not smart enough yet. Yeah. And that's the problem with science. You know, and, you know, you look at Hawking, you read some of his stuff, you look at, you know, watch him on TV and, and talk and, you know, uh, who's the guy, Neil, what's his name, does the UFO uh, for discovery? Degrassi. Huh? Degrassi. Yeah. I mean, it's all smooth and all figured out, but we're obviously missing something because, you know, we claim not to be able to do this, that, and the other with, you know, technology, flight, you know, uh, you know, quantum physics, dimensions, mm -hmm. figuring all that out. Why don't we all know that? Know that, I, that I don't know, because I don't think they teach it in school because I don't think they know how to teach it. I think there is explanations missing, you know, and they're still working on it. Mm -hmm. It's hard to believe that we're on Mars and we don't know other things like this, you know, it's just <laughs> a, a weird. Yeah, they just flew that helicopter on Mars today. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a drone you could buy at Best Buy. You know, of course, it's a three hundred thousand dollar drone, but you know, I mean, it, it is. It's just it's just totally bizarre, and there's something wrong with it. There is something wrong with all of this. There is something weird about it. It is. It's just very frustrating, you know. So, but you know, and the Sasquatch is just another piece of the puzzle, and you know. Hopefully, I will always be interested in it because I am. I'm eaten up with it because there's just there is something much more. The more you lie and deceive and hide, the more I've got to know what the heck it is 
you're hiding and you know that I don't. Mm -hmm. It ain't fair. We're all on this planet, you know. Tell me, you know, tell us. <laughs> so we can all be better people. You know, we can all learn and know things. We can move on to other things. Do you like think solving, you know. Do you think humans have already progressed past math and are just not allowing people to access it? I haven't progressed past math. I, <laughs> I haven't either. But yeah, maybe some yeah. of these other people have. Oh, they probably have. You know, and, you know, they're, they're, they can read people's brain waves, you know, uh, from another room. There's things they can do, you know, the remote viewing, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So there's things you can see and, and do has nothing to do with math. You know, the guy sitting there in the, in the Pentagon room in the basement with the CIA and he's uh, uh, remote viewing uh, something going on in Russia. And there's somebody there in Russia to confirm that that is indeed what that room looks like in Russia. Because I went there and looked at it. And mm -hmm. that's it. So that's not, I guess there's, you know, calculations to pinpoint to that certain area. And that's mathematics. But otherwise, that ain't math. That's something in our heads. We're accessing a power. Mm -hmm. And, that, you know, and I think Sasquatch have some of these powers that we have lost use of over the years because we make things to do everything for us why do we need to be big and strong because we have a car we, we can drive somewhere why do we have to be big and strong like a, a sasquatch we don't need that brute strength we can go to the grocery store and buy our food mm -hmm. we get in the car and drive wherever we want to go we don't have to walk you know uh you know seven feet with a stride because we can drive our car you know 50 miles an hour and get somewhere we, we have something to do everything for us so we've become lazy and we think we rule the world and we don't, you know, it, it's, uh, we're very crippled. Actually. I think we're, we're actually crippled. We're crippled ourselves. Yeah. You know? And so, um, yeah, the, the Sasquatch thing is just, they must be a piece of the puzzle. And with the aliens, I don't know. Uh, I just, one of the guys that's going to be in my book, uh, he had missing time. Mm -hmm. He saw a Sasquatch six hours. Wow. And uh, he says, I've heard about that with ETs, but I saw a Sasquatch. It was coming after me and my dog. We ran into my trailer. I, I forgot I didn't have my pistol with me. Uh, he was remodeling his house. And so he went into the kitchen of his 30 foot travel trailer and grabbed a kitchen knife, you know, a carving knife. And him and his dog crawled into the bathroom in this 30-foot travel trailer. You know how small those bathrooms mm -hmm. are in those trailers. And he was waiting for this creature to come blasting through the doors by 11.30, almost 12 o'clock at night. Dog's right next to him. He wakes up at 5.30 in the morning with his arm still straight out in front of him, holding the carving knife, waiting for this creature to come through the door. He lost six hours. The dog was sitting right next to him. He was in a trance. Apparently my guy was too, and he woke up. Well, that's ET stuff. That's you know? standard All abduction. Huh? That's a standard abduction. Yeah, scenario. it is. It's missing time. And I've, I've suggested to him, I think he's looking into it seriously, doing uh, regression hypnosis. Mm -hmm. I said, go slow. I, I've been under four or five times. I, I, I know what it's like. And so you just need to go slow. If you can't take it, stop it, make sure you record everything and start back up next time, you know, or go through the whole thing and find out what happened, you know, and you're getting reports of Sasquatch and ETs being seen in the same event, 
you know, well, maybe the, you know, there's, you know, they are coming down doing experiments on animals. They're, you know, uh, breeding uh, programs and stuff with ET supposedly impregnating women and they right. gestate for four months and deliver a healthy alien baby. Uh, so there are, you know, DNA programs, you know, cattle mutilations where they're, you know, they're cutting off the genitals and tongue and ears mm -hmm. with surgical precision out in the middle of nowhere. And so there's stuff going on. So maybe the Sasquatch are also, when they see them coming out of a spaceship, uh, maybe they're not driving the spaceship. I don't think they are. I think maybe they're part of the, the, the DNA program, mm -hmm. capturing whatever animals they can. On the few occasions where there's a Squatch coming out of a ship, they don't say they were driving the spacecraft. They mm -hmm. said it came out of the craft. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, too, because also a lot of the reports, they could say of the Greek, the gray aliens, they seem to be like a lot of people believe now that there's some type of nano organic nano robotic technology rather than a sentient being. Yeah, like a drone or something, mm -hmm. you know, made to withstand the rigors of space. They don't have to eat or sleep. They're just, yeah, like you said, they're just, you know, nanotechnology on steroids. Mm -hmm. and they can pilot these ships and do whatever they have to do, you know, run the experiments and get back to wherever they go, which might just be a block away in the next dimension. You know what I mean? I mean, they may yeah. not be traveling all that far, but we have this fantasy thing where they're traveling millions of miles to come here. Why do I want to travel a million miles to come to Earth? I'll just, you know, bend space and time and, and you know, and, and go through a black hole and a, a warp and, you know, turn right around back on top of where I was and here I am at a different place in the future or in the past. And I've accomplished it in 10 minutes, what would take 50,000 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, why isn't that, we just can't wrap our heads around any of that stuff. It all sounds fantastical. Someone's listening to your show right now going, oh, that guy's nuts, you know? <laughs> well, Gary must be nuts too, because he's got him on his show. I you hope know? so. It's just, it, it's, it's just a fascinating thing. The whole thing is just so fascinating. You know, how can you just not, eat, sleep, and drink this stuff. You know? I don't know. I, I do. <laughs> it's just, just mind-boggling, you know. And, you know, and, and, but, you know, the Sasquatch here on Earth, I mean, they can count. Uh, they know us. If we are regulars in a certain area, I think they know us. They know our families. They know what you're thinking. They, they get used to you. And they know your habits. Uh, when I go to my research areas, I know they know me, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, um, I found that out uh, in a fantastic way. Uh, let's see, 2019, uh, October of 20, yeah, 2020, blew me away, you know. And uh, it was, I know they know us, you know, and I, um, they had, I had some weird things going on at my house in the last year and a half since I led that expedition for BFRO, I've had more weird stuff going on in my house in the last year and a half than I have in the last 15. That's another interesting angle to it, too, is I've heard of people who've had Bigfoot encounters and then started having paranormal activity in their homes afterwards. Yeah. And I don't believe in coincidences. I just don't. And so when I was having a moment in Illinois, 300 miles away, my wife was having an event here virtually the same time. Mm -hmm. 
And it was at the time I was having my event. I've got some habituation people that, you know, they are certain, they swear that these creatures will follow you either metaphysically or physically. You know, they can come into your house. They can do whatever they want. <clears throat> More out of curiosity than anything benign and evil. You know, they're just mm -hmm. really curious. But the stuff I had going on there and then my wife's event she had going on here that night of that same day and I was on my way home and I didn't know about any of this yet. It's just not a coincidence. It's just not, you know, I mean, I don't want it to be what can, I think can, can you tell me what happened? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's not a, you know, uh, I'm trying to make the story real short because I know we're running short on time. Oh, we got time. Uh, uh, I led an expedition for BFRO 2019. And the expedition was booked. And the person who was going to run the expedition bailed out. They had a family problem or something. So they took it off the books. Well, people started calling, hey, I want to go. Find somebody else to do it. So they put around an APB. Anybody want to run an expedition in Illinois? I said, well, you know, I've always wanted to go to Illinois and do something. You know, I've been there a few times, Garden of the Gods. You know, they got a lot of, you know, very good, you know, Sasquatch history there. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'll do it. Well, my group went from like 11 to 6. Because, you know, somebody had a death in the family, uh, you know, things happened and people yeah. couldn't go. So there were six of us, me, my Sasquatch partner in Illinois, Harold Benny, he's a nice guy. He used to be a beer farmer. He's a wealth of knowledge, real good, real good guy. And four people. So it was six of us all together. Well, uh, we had some stuff. We had some footprints. We had uh, some weirdness going on with us but it was an encounter but it wasn't really a, an encounter we could tell these creatures were following us and throwing little rocks and twigs at us at night but they wouldn't communicate but we knew they were there we could hear them you know snorting and getting in position they were paralyzed right. and following us so anyway so i decided last year october 20 uh, 20 to go back just to see because it was a very magical place i found mm -hmm. all kinds of awesome structures there was just a a magical feeling about the place. So I went back and it was just Harold and I. And so we went down and there was a lot of stuff that went on. We found like five footprints, three, I was pretty sure were probably Sasquatch. They were really big foot. Some NBA guys running around, but it was their bare footprints in mm -hmm. very rocky, rugged terrain. We went back to cast those prints. A tree was pushed over at each footprint blocking our view there's mm. little saplings but they were pushed over somebody didn't want us finding okay. their footprints and they screwed up and left them out there where others could see well nobody goes to this place it's got a horrible reputation nobody the most macho guy in the world will not go there after dark mm. it's this place in illinois it's a certain place and uh so Anyway, we had all this stuff going on. There's a lot of trees pushed over, a lot of signs and everything. So we went back a year later, it's just me and Harold. And we walked down and just to see if the place still held the magic. It was daylight. We went in the day. It was in the middle of the week during the pandemic. It was like a Tuesday and a Wednesday. We're there and there was two giant trees had been pushed over on the other side. So the three trees I told you that were pushed over, right. they were all pushed over from the right-hand side. Mm -hmm. If you're walking down this hill, 
They're all pushed over from the side. These two massive trees I'm talking about, you know, circumference of three, four feet, big ones, big trees, 60 footers. They've been pushed over from the left. So they kind of really blocked the whole area. So, so that's kind of interesting. So uh, we were leaving this the next day. It was a one day trip. So I said, I'm going to leave a couple of cameras here just to see if I get anything. So I left a couple of cameras there, went back to camp. And it was about 1.30 or 2 o'clock we left. Uh, Harold lives in Illinois. I live in Missouri. So mm -hmm. I said, I'm just going to get the cameras on the way back, and I'll let you know if I find anything. You know, So I go back to get the cameras. And where we were standing is this tree that had been cut into three or four sections because they were trying to block the area so people wouldn't drive down there with ATVs. It's very dangerous. Right. On this tree was four rocks, four equally sized rocks. There was a fifth rock that's long and pointed. And then at the very other end of the tree is one rock. Well, Harold has some disabilities because he's had a stroke and heart attack and cancer. So he can't walk real well. So he stayed behind both nights of the expedition. Mm -hmm. he stayed at the parking lot one night and he stayed back at camp one night. Those four rocks were the four expedition people. The one rock pointing that away was me, the expedition leader. The rock at the other end was Harold, who was there but not there. I'm getting the chills right now, and I'm about, you know, I'm almost gonna get teary-eyed because I was going, woohoo! <laughs> I'm sorry you have to bleep that out, but I was just, I was fist pumping the force. I was going, yes, yes. Oh my God, they can count me. They knew I was coming back for my camera. Mm -hmm. And I was, I had to see that. Now the camera didn't have anything on it, you know, which is no big shock, but you're never going to get a picture if you don't pull it out. So, but they knew I was coming back to get my camera. Maybe the both of us. But mm -hmm. they knew one or both of us was going to be there. And we could not have missed it. And I've got pictures. I'll have to send you one. Uh, yeah. But it is, it blew me away. Not only because the four rocks, but the, the pointy rock was kind of like my pin, but it was just mm -hmm. kind of wider at this end, but it was tapered and it was pointing. Actually, it was almost pointing where I had my cameras. It was what, what it was. But wow. it was, I'm the expedition leader. There's Harold, mm -hmm. and he's a shorter, rounder guy. And this was a shorter, rounder rock. He was there, but he wasn't there. And it showed that by the separation. You get it? Yeah. I mean, it was just like, yeah, they could, oh it was God. a communication. It was just blatant. But you would miss that if you didn't have your mind in the game. Yeah. If you're just not even thinking that's a possibility. You know, you know, you see rock stacks often. You know, you see people stacking rocks. You see two or three rock stacks, mm -hmm. a feather stuck on between. I mean, that's typical stuff. This was like specific. And I took the rocks back. I carry a DNA kit with uh, kit with me at all times. So I had my DNA kit with me. I took the rocks back and I dusted them for prints. I didn't find any prints. I mean, I was like, I was trying to, mm -hmm. oh, be, let's put one print there, just a thumb, even half of one, anything. There was nothing there, you know. 
But, and that's going to be on the cover of the book, but it was like that. And when I was driving home, and my wife saw a blue orb floating around our bedroom. Now, I was driving home and it was probably about five or six o'clock. She got home and she was you know, getting undressed, getting her, you know, relaxing around the house clothes. And so she sees this orb come floating out of the wall and it's just kind of going around the uh, the bedroom and it goes between her and the mirror, mm -hmm. her dresser mirror. So not only is she seeing it, but she's seeing the reflection of it. So it's not like she's, hallucinating because she's watching it and it's slightly distorted as it would be in a mirror. Cause it's moving, you know, and there's a little trail, you know, light trail. That was at the time I was driving home. That was just about three or four hours after what, when I found the, the gifting rocks. Hmm. And there's definitely a connection, I think between behind the Bigfoots and these orbs. In fact, the episode of expedition Bigfoot that Ron was on was about those orbs. Yeah. And there is, you know, in, in, in the, I'll say paranormal world, we're, we're in the paranormal world, actually, we're, we're all in the paranormal thing, but, you know, in, in uh, the, the uh, ghost hunting world, you know, uh, orbs are disembodied spirits that are either manifesting so they can interact with us or they're on the way back to the spirit world and they're right. manifesting down, not up. So... Why, if we think they can possibly do some of these other things, why isn't that possible? You know, you just have to have an open mind. Mm -hmm. The weirdness and the coincidentalness of it is just, it's not lost on me, but that's not a coincidence. I just, it, it's at the same time. But we, since the expedition and right now, I've had more stuff going on here than the last, like I said, 15 years. Wow. Uh, just a lot of things, voices, electronic malfunctions. We're hearing disembodied voices. Uh, my wife had a pillow pulled out from under her head while she was asleep one night. I had what felt like four or five hands under each of my legs as I was in bed, moving me, trying to move me to the side off the bed. Mm -hmm. And... I was feeling it. I mean, I was awake and my wife was awake. Now she says, well, maybe you were uh, lucid dreaming. You know what that is? That's where you're yeah, dreaming. Yeah, that you're watching yourself dream. Right. And so you're watching it and you're not really there. And she coincidentally at that time got up to go to the bathroom. It was about 1.30 in the morning uh -huh. at the time. And I said, do you see this? And she just kept walking like she didn't hear me or anything. Wow. She went in and took a leak and then came back. Mm -hmm. I said, did you just see that? See what? She obviously didn't see it. I explained it. Well, maybe that's lucid dreaming. But we just, there's just, there's, I got about, I wrote it down. I was going to put it in the book and I'm not going to, because it could, it could be anything, you know, but as it relates to what was going on at that period of time when I was doing my research, it is tied in somehow. It just, it, all that weirdness yeah. manifesting itself in a year and a half. And we, you know, everybody hears things. You hear things in your house every now and then, maybe, or mm -hmm. you hear a voice, or you think you saw something out of the corner of your eye. I mean, everybody 
probably has those moments. I don't know. Have y'all have stuff like that at home? Not not in this house, but my old my parents' old house, definitely. Yeah. So you can explain it away because well, ghosts don't exist, you know. Well, I, I saw grandma last night and she was a ghost and I saw her and she talked to me. So how do you tell somebody no you didn't? You know, yeah. whether it's something you want to believe or you know exists, that's mm-hmm. two different things, but that's your your choice. So, but I, I didn't include some of the things because I just, well, they could be explained away, you know. Uh, Alexa and my wife's phone started talking to each other one day when I was just standing there. There was all this real weird computer, like, you know, it sounded mm-hmm. like, you know, R2-D2 on steroids. Yeah. Just real fast little trippy chatter electronic, you know, talking back and forth. Huh. It, was, it was, but just odd stuff, you know, but... Voices, we're here. It's okay. We I both w- heard it. I wonder if these. I wonder if Bigfoot somehow are able to use spirits to do some stuff for them. You know, like how, like, 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 in, like, like magicians, like sorcerers, will conjure spirits to go do their bidding. Uh-huh. I wonder if it's something like that with the Bigfoots. Why not? Yeah. And, and and there's not that much of a stretch if they can communicate in mm-hmm. dimensions or with mind speak or telepathy that we just can't. Why couldn't they? I mean, you know, the greys, uh, spirits like you're talking about and the Sasquatch, they may be all using the same superhighway of technology we just have no clue about. And they just tap in and out, tap in and out. Yeah. You know, why not? It's far-fetched. It's space age, but we are in the space age. It's the 21st century. And since you're not going to tell me all your secrets, government, paper companies, <laughs> you know, lumber companies, and forest service, then we're going to have to speculate. And we're going to get you. So you might as well just cough it up. You know? Yeah. So why not? Why couldn't that be possible? It just sounds so abstract. Because we can't go to the refrigerator and pull it out and go, look, here's my abstract lettuce. Mm-hmm. Here's my abstract theory. We can't go to the uh, library and pick out a book and go, there's my abstract theory. We right. can't do that. One of the things that I find interesting now, though, is independent researchers like you, Ron, you know, me as a podcaster, um, we seem to be getting more done than the regular scientific community. Mm-hmm. Well, they they could. They just aren't. Or they are and just aren't. And they're telling people. Because yeah. we're not worthy. We can't handle the truth. <laughs> I feel like science is just one big giant Jack Nicholson. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I just feel like that's what it is because they're superior. Because mm-hmm. they have letters by their names and I don't. The letters by my name are D-U-M-M-Y because I'm just dummy, you know. Yeah. You've got a PhD and an uh, ABC and a W-4-1 and all these other letters by your name. So you are very cool. And you're going to protect your tenure and your professorship mm-hmm. by keeping your mouth shut. Yep. Sasquatch? No, I, I, I don't even say that word in my house. Nope, nope, nope. I want to keep my job. <laughs> I got CP next to my name, Crazy Podcaster. 
There you go. Yeah. I don't know what I have, you know, LSD next to mine. I'm old, I'm an old drummer, uh, hippie drummer from the 60s and 70s. So that's, I'm just an old hippie. You know, it's probably the letter by my name, H-I-P-P-I-E or whatever. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just odd. And there, it's obvious, like you talk about, you know, us in this field, we know there's a disconnect, but even we can't put our finger on it. Yeah. It's weird. It but is I weird. can put my finger on because, you know, if I don't know, you have to know because you're the educated person who has access to things I don't. Mm -hmm. You can't not know. You just don't want to tell me or even partially know. You could tell me something. You just don't want to. Or the no, but maybe the, the, you know, there is knowing and not knowing at the same time. Like, okay, we know the phenomenon exists. We know how to use it, but we don't know what it is. Like, for example, time. We know we, we, we know we experience it. Mm -hmm. We know how to use it, but we don't really know what it is. It's a human construct. Yeah. Is what it is. We made it because we decided we didn't maybe like using our circadian rhythm. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, you know. Or gravity. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, yeah, it's just, I'm glad there's all these mysteries because that keeps <laughs> the heart pumping. It does. It makes you life know, fun. Just, you and I are having this conversation that, you know, started out with Sasquatch and it, it evolved into, you know, quantum, philosophical, you know, metaphysical meanderings. But that's where a conversation with Squatch goes if you have an open mind and have beaten the ape and the forest horse to death. Mm -hmm. And he's rotting out there in the field and there's flies eating him up and he's going to be gone here pretty soon. So then when you got left, you know, you have to have other theories. Yeah. You know, looks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It's got to be a Sasquatch. And also, we're not the first people to have these theories. I mean, the natives, I mean, the, the uh, First Nation people yeah. believe that they were spiritual beings. Yeah. From another, from another realm. Yeah. Shapeshifters. So, uh, nothing new. Yeah. Just, just, just a new different context. That's all it yeah. is. It's all news to them. They know. Mm -hmm. They've moved on, and they still, uh, of course, they don't have a written language and written records that we know of. So it's just passed it down from elder to elder, yeah. to children to children who become the elders, and the secrets are kept. They know stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to believe what the, your elders pass down for generations. And you pretty much have to if you're Native American, indigenous peoples, yeah, but that's that's your Bible, you know, then so be it. That is what it is. That is how it is. Okay, let's go kill a deer and have supper. <laughs> it's another day at the yeah. office. You know, it, it's it's old news to them. And, you know, of course, we we trash the world and we destroyed their their race to a, de a degree. Hopefully they are coming back. You know, we've, we've made pitiful reparations to them, but, you know. They've withstood that. And mm -hmm. so, you know, they're a greater source of knowledge than you and I. You know yeah. what I mean? If, you, if, if they would sit and talk, and they won't, you know, some will, but most won't. Right. It's just, it, God, it's just so fascinating, you know. And uh, I, I'm hoping the, my book is going to be done by first part of summer. I'm in the home stretch. I don't think it's going to be too so hard. We're talking. Huh? July? July. No later. 
I'm down to getting just a few stories finished that I got to proofread it and then get it printed. You know, proofreading is my favorite part. <laughs> I, my first book, I missed, uh, you know, the printer, they start out on a certain page number. Mm-hmm. Well, I numbered my book one, two, three, four. Well, they started out on two. And so I, the first chapter uh, with some photos, they were off because they like to start on when you open the book, there it is. Well, when you open the book to me, there it is. So we're off and it, it caught up uh, and I missed it. Mm-hmm. It was like, how did I miss that? And all it was was a couple of pictures. You know, the picture in, uh, on page 14, mm-hmm. uh, four or three, uh, as you'll see, well, it was not on page 15, it was on page 16. but it didn't change the meaning it was just confusing so i had to put a little disclaimer sticker in there you know and i i mean i read that till i said i'm i wrote this i'm tired of reading it you know because i was tired of reading it because you got to read it i know i know every time (laughs) you will find something you missed until you just finally go i'm done i caught everything or i didn't catch everything what i didn't catch won't matter Mm-hmm. I don't think that way, but I thought I'd caught everything. I just didn't, you know. Yeah. But yeah, the proofreading is tough. And they want, you know, they want a buck a page. You know, sometimes they want two or three bucks a page. Proofread, professional mm-hmm. proofreading. That's a lot of money for this old hippie. You know, I'm not making any money on these books. You know? Yeah. What happens if you miss something? I get my money back? <laughs> well, no. Oh. Oh, you got letters by your name. So you're cool too, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you got a PhD or some kind of degree in, you know, transcription and whatever, you know, so it, it's the same thing, you know, you're better than me and I'm not going to, you know, but, uh, you know, this one here, I've been pretty much doing that as I go. Mm-hmm. The first book's always your learning experience, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been doing that with my um, podcast transcripts. Um, but I, because the only way to really do it is I, I use an artificial intelligence an AI program to, to, to transcribe it, but then it's a mess. Like that just like does the hard work, like the, you know, the, that part of it. And then like the editing part of it is like a nightmare. Yeah. So I actually have one of my, my um, contributors for the show. She does the editing and I advertise her book. <laughs> awesome. So that's good. Scratch my back. That's perfect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I, uh, Word has a really good, uh, you can uh, dictate mm-hmm. and it edits, you know, it, it gives you all the potential and it gives you the choices of, you know, leaving it or not, you know, it's pretty simple, you know, but you can miss, you can just miss something, you know, then you have to go back. I've read that chapter nine times. God, I'm tired of it. I just, gosh, dang it. You know, but you'll find something. Yeah. So it's it's tedious, you know. It's tedious. You know, and then there's always these debates over commas. I freaking hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you talk to these English guys and these proofreaders, they all have different opinions on punctuation. Mm-hmm. You, you know, want to know how many times that Sasquatch has to be corrected in a book? That's not an official <laughs> word. You know, don't use that. Here's, uh, here, here's other uh, words you can use in place of. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Because there's nothing that, you know, it is, but, you know, they say that's not a word. You can't use it. Well, uh, you know, you just hit ignore all mm-hmm. and you, you don't see it again, but there's other words like, it's just kind of, it's kind of funny, you know, but 
I'm thrilled about what I'm doing. I'm thrilled about the book. I'm thought of, thrilled about the, the guy I'm talking to now. And uh, maybe, you know, I'm going to have a chat with Ron, see if he's even interested in his stuff. But it's a, it's a fast, I just feel like we're within a couple of years, you know, DNA and technology is going to force the keepers of the secrets to tell us what the heck is going on. It just will, if we don't come yeah. up with it first. I mean, we kind of know what's going on. It's just making it official, really. I mean, we've kind of know, we've, we've known what's going on since uh, Gimlin and Patterson video. <laughs> At least, yeah. And the Native Americans have known far longer than that. Mm -hmm. like you say, you know, 10,000 years, maybe. I mean, however far Possibly. back we go. So it's, you know, it's going to come. I just hope they don't piece it out just tell us no i don't know if they'll, they, they'll, i think they'll piece it out just like they're doing with the ufo thing they're kind of yeah the tic tac video mm -hmm. and, and then, they're they're and, and, then, and then next they'll hold some hearings and maybe release something else and on mm -hmm. and on it's going to go for next probably until we die <laughs> yeah or however, however long it needs to last until they can use the technology on our enemies or whatever you know what i mean mm -hmm. i mean Whatever their end game is, which is power and control, you know, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. With the Sasquatch world, we need to get our act together. We need to quit being divisive and, and fighting one another. But, you know, you just look at any social media platform and you see all the negative garbage going on in our research, as well yeah. as other subjects, period. But the hate and animosity and the divisiveness is just like, really? You know, you're acting like the ape in the woods. Mm -hmm. Not me. You know, I mean, that's my thought with some of these people that are just rigid, you know. But that, half of that's not their fault. They're taught a certain way. Yeah. By someone who had the same attitude about things. They're their parents or mm -hmm. grandparents or teachers. I don't know why that just keeps oscillating like that. It's weird. It's cool. Um, Maybe still. So, but it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's weird, but you know, that mindset gets, it's in your DNA mm -hmm. and you're going to pass it on to your kids and their kids. You know, I'm glad I never listened to my parents. Yeah, I didn't either. You know, uh, I, was I was just, playing rock and roll music when I was 14. I, I was too. I was playing in a yeah. punk rock band and. Oh, really? And uh, sm uh, Smoking Angel Dust. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never did Angel Dust. But, you know, oh, yeah. I used to love that I, stuff. I did all the other stuff in the 60s and 70s. I was a bad, bad boy. I shouldn't be here, but I am. I'm Me too. That, you know. I'm thankful that I'm here. And, you know, I shouldn't be. Somebody has other plans for me. Maybe, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to get the answers I'm seeking before you know, I go to the great beyond. I uh, yeah, I think, I think that's part of it. I think we're here to... I don't know. Be something for the next generation. Make them think. Yeah. I'm going to show you something before we go. What time is it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's getting there. Uh, I'm going to put in the book. And uh, it may be the best one of these you've seen ever. I have permission to use it, but I... Uh, it's going to have its uh, debut in the book, but I'll show it to you. How excited. Turn. Oh, my God. 
Holy shit. You see that? Is that a Sasquatch hand? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. I'll give you the backstory, and I guess you probably got to go. It's almost nine. But anyway, uh, a guy called me, said he had some activity. And so I went down to see him. And before I even got there, he'd sent me that photo. And he asked, well, what's the story? So he owns a bunch of land that is completely surrounded except for one, maybe two blocks worth of pristine property that was willed to this certain state he's in mm -hmm. with the caveat that it is never hunted or fished or built on or sold. It is strictly to be used for research like training conservation uh, agents, uh, letting the colleges use it for field trips and stuff like that, right. but it's never hunted. So his land is bordered on three sides of his property with this pristine land that hasn't been hunted in 50 some odd years. It was willed by a family that just gave it to the state. <clears throat> so he lets a guy hunt it. He hunts it, but not as much as this other guy. He lets him hunt it because he's kind of poor and he needs to feed his family. Mm -hmm. So he's up on the blind, about ready to get done for the day, smoking a cigarette, about ready to climb down. And I've been to this spot and it's about a hundred, it's about 75 yards around. So across, it's about 55, 60 yards, but it's sort of an oval shape. He watches the Sasquatch walk up in this little clearing that leads down from a creek in the forest up to this clearing, which is a, a round spot. And they have about four or five cameras there. And they have a couple of deer feeders and that's where they just sit. And I sat up there one night. He watches the Sasquatch just come out and walk right in front of a camera, broad daylight. Wow. <laughs> so much for the theory that they can control batteries and electronics yeah. in a trail cam. Mm -hmm. And that's that picture you just saw. That's incredible. And it's like, <clears throat> did that Sasquatch not get the memo? Don't walk in front of the cameras, dummy. Those little boxes with the eyeball on them. That's human. That's bad. Don't do that. You think or, he did it on purpose? Don't know. He saw the guy because he was like fumbling for his gun and he, uh, uh, looking for a phone and he was trying to get a picture. Of course, he couldn't because he's just freaked out and just shaking and all that. And so, but the creature looked at him and just looked back the direction it was going and kept walking. Hmm. Just like that. Just so either didn't care. I think if you saw this hand up close, it's pristine. I think it was a juvenile that had not yet had battle scars from right. you know, hunting and digging through dirt and rocks and killing deer and ripping off their legs and all whatever they do, you know. They're like pristine hand. It's in perfect mm -hmm. condition. You know, and maybe 
it just didn't care because that I think my my point is probably that that land is so wild and so unused all around it, you know, and I found a lot of little signs that I don't think the Sasquatch live there because there's not enough terrain to hide them well in the woods. Uh, have virtually no underbrush. Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot of trees with nothing there. There's no place to hide, no caves, nothing. So I don't think they live there, but they hunt there because it's the confluence of a, of a river and a Creek and run off from a a mountain that all kind of converge Mm -hmm. on this guy's property. Right. So probably a lot of animals are going down there to drink, drink, eat Mm -hmm. and hunt each other. And I found an observation point uh, that he has seen it and he's been up there. He just didn't see what I saw. I found little twigs that were bent and broken one this way, this way, you look down, you can see his little cabin. That's really like one of those cabins you can buy at Lowe's or home Depot, you know, Mm -hmm. a little yard cabin that's, you know, you know, 20 by 15 or whatever. Anyway, that's where they all camp and hang out. So you can see that and you can see over the years where they have broken other trees to the point where they grew that way. In other words, they just bent them and you can snap them, but they are still getting nutrients and water so they can still continue to grow. So instead of growing up, they're growing this way or that way or that Mm -hmm. way or that way. And so you can see that over the years in this observation spot, they have pinned, uh, pinned the trees back. So they have a clear view of the creek below. It's about 75 feet uh, down. I climbed up there and you look down and see the rocks see the creek and if you look straight ahead you can see his cabin so he said i never saw that before i said well you're not supposed to you know mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's disguised and you just see trees that are twisted and going this way and that you, you know, just trees mm-hmm. but i'm looking at it. i got the pictures of him i took the close-ups he's going oh my god so so <laughs> there's stuff going on there you know but that hand it's incredible I, it's amazing it, it throws a monkey wrench into the theory that you know, and I do have the theory that I, I believe still that they can interrupt the electrical signal. I think they can hear and smell the batteries. Yes. I think they can hear the electronics. And they, you know, why do you, why does 50 million people have trail cams and not one has a Sasquatch on it? There's a few, you know, but nothing that clear. No, that's a- <laughs> and so did it have its radar off or just wasn't thinking? Because it's such a wild, uninhabited area that nobody mm-hmm. nobody lives there. They go there to hunt. Like nobody lives there. It's not day-to-day traffic on this chunk of land he bought. Like 70 acres and surrounded by, I don't know, 10,000 acres. His family had all this land and they willed it to the state. So how did that get through the web of electronic interference that the Sasquatch supposedly have and see, so there I'm throwing a monkey wrench on a little theory that they mm-hmm. can control. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's one of those things that, well, maybe I got to put that on the side because maybe they can't interfere. Or, or maybe them. some can and some can't. Exactly. Yeah. So that puts a hole in my theory or in many other people's theories that are thinking right. on the same line. And most guys will tell you they have to be able to do that. There's no way that these creatures are walking around the forest at night and 
I'm not getting one picture of a Sasquatch. I've got another picture of another hand that's almost as good, not quite. But on that one, you can see the orange hair and the black mm -hmm. fingers. And that was from a camera that had been destroyed. The hunter uh, has three cameras on his property. It's a different guy, totally. And uh, he uh, went out one morning and two of his uh, cameras were totally destroyed. Smashed to smithereens. Nothing on the SD card. The other camera was mostly destroyed. But there was the photo this other guy sent me on the camera. And it's it's big Sasquatch. It looks like orangutan hmm. hands. It's, it's the orange hair with the black skin. I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. It's yeah. just, that one didn't get the memo either. And he was pissed off and decided to destroy the camera, you know. But he got off a couple of shots before it did. Right. They probably don't know about SD cards. Of course, if they're listening <laughs> to your podcast, they do now. We're in trouble. Right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So there's another one that didn't get the memo or didn't care. Mm -hmm. So, but there's an example. And see how I'm not pissed off because I just shot a hole in my own theory? Right. Because I'm an understanding person. Not all the theories are going to work. No. So it, like it, you said. And there's room just, for more than one. Maybe he just turned off his sensory thing. Maybe he was, you know, and they're, they're like people. There's the dummies that walk in front of the car. There's the dummies that trip and fall over a log, you know. Uh, there's smart people. There's dumb people. There's dangerous people. There's bad-natured people. There's happy priest-like mm -hmm. people. The same with Sasquatch. So you might have the dummy that just walks in front of the camera and says, oh, what am I doing? Too late. You got a picture. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're just, just accidents happen. Yeah. And that's one of the ones you, you know, and I know there's probably 500 people that have photos as good as what I just showed you, but no one's ever going to see them. You know, yeah. this will be in my book, you know, and I'll send you one, uh, <laughs> but it, it's just, what do you do with that? So there's a, a good example of having to place one of your theories on maybe the side burner mm -hmm. because, well, that didn't work that time. I'm not investing the whole enchilada in that one theory. It's spread out among many theories within. But if I was to just ignore that, then I'd be lying to myself. Right. You know, you, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to mm -hmm. look in the mirror in the morning, like who you see, other than you're just ugly. You know, so. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's a good example. It's kind of a, a wake up. Okay, so yeah. there's there's something that goes counter to what you were just saying. Just thinking. right. So I'm okay with it. That's good. Yeah, it's so evidence. It's, it's evidence more. is evidence. Yeah. You know, so like you you said it just. His radar was off. It just, you know, doop, 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 just walking along and, oh, hey, you know, and thought nothing of it. Mm -hmm. And this creature saw the witness, didn't run, didn't get upset, didn't turn his head and haul ass or anything. He just calmly kept walking, looked back and saw him and kept walking. Number one, he's the alpha predator. I know I can take you if you even think you want to do something. You want mm -hmm. to take that little t-shirt or shotgun, try to kill me? Go ahead. Or, you know, I mean, it, he has nothing to fear. Yeah. You know, 
maybe he's smart enough. He assessed the weapons that were there, which is a shotgun. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he had some kind of pistol on him too, but you know, what do you do with that? I mean, look at that. That's like, what? <laughs> so it just, it just proves that, you know, your theories are just on a big plate and you just gotta use them when you can. That makes sense. There, 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 there. Well, maybe it didn't work there because it didn't work here. Mm-hmm. You know, isn't that, isn't that awesome picture? It is a fantastic picture. That's one of the best pictures I've ever seen. I know. Isn't it crazy? And that's not a, it has a time date stamp on it and it's raw. You know, he told me that right off with it. You know, they never work on my cameras. I don't even care if they do. I know when they're taken, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was taken in January this year. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> That's some of the best evidence I've seen. Yeah. But it's not evidence because science didn't say so. <laughs> I don't have any letters by my name. Uh-huh. So it's not evidence. It's a picture. It's evidence. It's a- but that's not a gorilla hand because if you see the the nail structure, mm-hmm. and it's not it's it's not anything in the ape family, you know, hand wise, limb wise, not that I found. I mean, you know, it's just not. So it is what it is. Like you said, it is evidence for you yeah. and me. It is, and all the people that believe just like me, all the ones that don't, mm-hmm. you don't count. Because you don't believe like me, <laughs> so is that fair? No, it's not. See, but so you know, like your, I like your UFO thing. I want to believe. Uh-huh. I want to believe. I'm not gonna believe at all costs, but I'm going to darn sure do my best and be honest and above board with everything, so I can look at that and go, well, there is a counter to my theory. Yeah. About the uh, electronics, anybody you talk to that's a researcher or investigator, they'll probably tell you the same thing that they can control the you know radio waves or the interfere with the electronics. That's mm-hmm. why we never get any pictures. That's why you'll see deer, 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 two blank shots, and then continued deer, deer, deer. Where did those two frames go? There's two pictures missing. Well, it's probably a Sasquatch. Could be a glitch, you know. But so there's part of your theory that just you have to just, you know, put it on the side for a minute. Right. Here's an example. Or like you said, maybe he just doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. But it makes you think. It it makes you scratch your head because it's just like, that is just bizarre. And that goes counter Mm -hmm. to everything that I've believed in, professed. Mm -hmm. And I still believe it. I just think that might be an anomaly somehow. Right. And anomalies also are something that always happen. Yeah. There's always an exception. Yeah. Always Always is. And it will be. I want to. I hope I'm the one, but I, you know, I don't care if I'm not. Because you know, I, I want to know. I just. We all deserve to know what's going on with the Sasquatch. We just deserve it. Right. We deserve to know we're humans. We're all living on the same planet. So that's my soapbox. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for coming on tonight. Oh, this was awesome. Are we like off? Off? Not yet. I got to play the outro. But before we go off, off, where can my listeners find you? Uh, If you want to buy my book, it's at uh, www.relichominid.com. 
R-E-L-I-C-H-O-M-I-N-I-D.com. Uh, you can go to Amazon and buy it on uh, black and white version or Kindle. Mm-hmm. But if you want to buy a color book, which is, it's a nice book. You know, it's got, it's all color. Yeah. It's all very nice, heavy, but it's a nice book. Uh, just email me at, go to that website and buy us 22 bucks plus shipping. And it's well worth it too. It's an amazing book. It is. It is good. It is. It is. It's good. I put a lot into it. And I'm probably going to, this next one's going to be full color with glossy pages of color photos of everything. I, I just can't, I did a black and white book, but when you're showing pictures of the luscious forest and all the trees and the creeks and all the animals, black and white just doesn't do it justice. Right. Now, you don't really need the pictures for a lot of it. Some of the, the, the gifting rocks that I'm going to be doing a story on. Yeah, you probably do, but you can see it in black and white. But, you know, uh, so I do the color one myself because to sell it on Amazon would be like, close to 40 bucks <laughs> because they get to, I mean, you know, yeah. bless their hearts. They, they need all the money they can get, obviously, <laughs> you know, but you know, it, my book would be like 34, 35 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's with me making a couple of dollars. And it's not about the money, but my God, I don't want people to be paying that much for a Sasquatch, but it just, you know, yeah, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> you know, 40 bucks for this book right here, you know, Maybe I should have more confidence in my work, but I just I think that's a high price. It is high. Especially with the economy mm-hmm. and, and stuff, the things the way it is, the COVID situation and employment and you know, money and all that. It's just like and that's when I released my book was the Monday they shut the country down. <laughs> I have impeccable timing. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> you know, I was so excited. I'm a recent I'm sorry the country shut down and nobody's got any money to buy anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah so you know i sold enough i i got my money back and so the rest of them are it's just kind of gravy it's not that much mm-hmm. you know I, nobody makes money on these things you know i mean you know yeah it's not about that it's about getting the word out i want people to communicate with one another that are having these events and i'm not just talking the road crossings but the serious life-altering events mm-hmm paranormal, metaphysical, quantum, whatever you want to call it. I want those people to read this and go, look, honey, that's what happened to us. Let's call that guy and talk to him. He'll listen to us or he'll put us in touch with somebody who'll listen to us. If we want somebody in our state or whatever, you know what I mean? I want people to talk and discuss this because you're not, you're not pariahs. You're not outcast. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not just some weird, you know, human that just thinks weird stuff. You had something life-altering that happened to you, and it's happened to other people, and nobody will talk to you because you're nuts, or they'll ridicule you, or you'll lose your job, or your girlfriend or boyfriend will break up with you. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of things that are happening to you. I mean, there's just a lot of pressure on these people. They need to have people they can talk to about it. Yeah. It's like, a you know, AA for Sasquatch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, we can't talk about that Sasquatch. Squatch Anonymous. Grandma's wall and went into her bedroom and, you know, walked out the back door. Uh, we can't talk about that uh, because people look at us funny. So we'll just have to have secret meetings every Thursday at the bingo parlor at the BFW when nobody's around. 
Yeah. And we'll talk about our secret talks because that's the way it is. I mean, it's, you know, some of this stuff is just really taboo and you get the eye rolls. I can hear people eye rolling, you know, when I'm talking on some of the podcasts and stuff, you know, that, you know, when they're scrolling by with their interactive, you know, chats and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, some of them are going, most of them are like, that is awesome. How do I get in touch? Because they have stuff they want to talk about. And that's right. all the, the book is really all about showing that these things can be happening and they are happening and you need to find someone to talk to about it. So you feel better. I mean, it's just a release. Mm-hmm. All it is. That's, that's really what it's all about. Just getting the word out, you know? Right. And plus every little, little bit of information is going to help put together the puzzle. Yeah. These people talk. And that's what my guy. And, and, and then I'm talking with Alex. He didn't have anybody to talk to. And he's been shunned and ridiculed as most of his life, you know? And so He's finally got a buddy to talk to mm-hmm. and maybe two with Ron, you know? And so he's getting his, and I can tell he's loosening up since I met him because he is far more open and relaxed than he was when I first met him. He's very suspicious. Right. You know, he reached out to me, but at the same time, there's a little suspicion. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what are you going to do to me? Like the last guy or the last guy and the last guy? No, talk to me. Let's talk. Let me hear it. Well, I've got stories to match him, some of them. And so he knows, well, okay, we're on the right path. So he's opening up mm-hmm. and he's opening up more and more. So um, anyway, uh, that's my whole purpose on doing the books is spreading the word and get people to talk to people they can share their events with that have had the same events. Or, or at least open-minded enough if they they call themselves a researcher or uh, you know investigator, you know, you're dealing with people that are in some fragile states, and you really have to be respective of their situation, you know, because some of them are very sensitive, some of them are damaged. Yeah, they can get fixed, but you know, it's a life-altering event. You just got to think of the most bizarre thing you can think of. What is it? You know, seeing a Sasquatch materialize right in front of you. Well, how do you deal with that if that upsets the entire apple cart of your belief system? Right. And so you have to deal with that and you have to deal with your relationship and your job and raising your kids and all this other stuff. But if it really conflicts with your view of the world and you're just like, you walk around this state of continual question marks just floating in front of your face all the time because you don't know. You know, you question everything, then you just lose confidence. And, you know, it, it affects people differently. You know, it's, you mm-hmm. know, I, I'm not blowing it out of proportion. If you just talk to some of these people like I have, you will just know that these people have had some serious stuff go on they can't handle and they need to have someone to talk to. That's the whole reason by the book. You know, it's just, it's just all, it's all about that getting the word out because there's something else going on. Nobody wants to talk about it. The Bigfoot community is divided into two or three camps. The 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 ape, the maybe it's a, an ape, maybe it's not, and the quantum paranormal. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's little bitty factions here and there, but that's really it. You know, you're on the top of the fence, you're on this side of the fence, or on the other side. You know, and if you're on the fence, you get splinters. I don't like splinters. <laughs> you got to pick one. You got to pick a side. You know, and and, and if you do the the it's a dumb ape okay you're stuck with that if you do with the plethora of other possibilities 
that's just a better way to be. If you're proven wrong, so what? We all get the answer, and who cares if you're right yeah. or wrong? I mean, really, who cares? You know, now, yeah. everybody has a little ego. Yeah, I would care a little bit, but you know, in, in the, at the end of the day, I just want to know. Yeah, and the ego doesn't really mean crap anyway because you die anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so it's kind yeah. of pointless. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I'm hoping it's out in July and, you know, um, uh, I'm going up to uh, out of state to investigate uh, a site uh, that's kind of hush hush. I don't know. I haven't vetted all the information yet, but apparently there's some bizarre stuff going on there. And so I've been invited to go up there as uh, the only researcher there. And they're going to have a, a cameras and some other people there to try to document what's going on. Mm-hmm. So. So that, you know, dealing with an open mind brings other opportunities to get answers. If writing about it, investigating reports as I have doesn't do it, well, maybe it opens another door, you know. And, I, you know, I've, I've talked to about 300 witnesses at least. I've had 100 reports published for BFRO, 100 reports. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to at least 300 people to get there. I think it's right 95 or 96, but you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. a lot. And so I've been around the block and I've talked to enough people to know that something's up. Pure and simple. Smoking gun. Mm-hmm. Not evidence, but there's a gun that's had a couple of bullets fired. <laughs> and I want to watch the cylinders turn around the other two or three times or the clip and watch it empty. But talking to these people has just like been awesome mind-blowing experience because the sincerity and the stories they're telling are just off the charts they can't be anything other than truth with the exception of potentially a couple of people that are just mad Mm -hmm. insane or whatever but i i I don't think i'm talking to any of those people i've I've, you know talked to enough people i mean if you're going to bs me you're going to bs me it'll come out eventually you know but you can talk to people a certain way and you'll find out if they're yanking your chain. You know, there's just ways and it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Not rocket science. You know, if you don't get the sense and keep moving, you mm-hmm. just keep talking to them, find out what, what's going on. You know, a hoaxer will trip, trip him or herself up eventually. Yeah. And they don't want anything. Why would you tell me all this stuff if you don't want anything? You getting some attention from some strange old hippie Bigfoot guy in Missouri. <laughs> I mean, is that getting you getting your jollies off by yanking my chain? <laughs> that guy really believed me. I can't believe it. <laughs> How exciting is that? I mean, maybe it is exciting for them, but it, I just I don't get the sense that these people are yanking me. I just mm-hmm. don't. You know, you talk to nutcases. I've talked to them. These people aren't them. Right. Everybody else thinks they are because they won't open their mind. It's the only problem. It's the only problem. You know. Listen, you shall learn, you know. And if you don't learn, you learn that you need to listen some more. You know, I mean, there's just, it's a never ending flow of material coming at you. You just have to absorb it. It is exhausting. I Mm -hmm. guarantee it's exhausting. It's like people are coming out of the woodwork with me right now because they're looking for a voice. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Instead of my to-do list, like mow the yard, rake the leaves, paint the garage door it's call bob call carla call agnes and mildred call you know 18 people that need to talk to somebody you know 
it's it's a different honeydew list that I have nowadays. It's cool. I enjoy it. That is awesome. You know, it's, but it, it sucks the life out of you sometimes. It, it's, mm-hmm. it can be a soul sucker, but that's okay. Well, we definitely the world definitely needs more people like you. Well, like you too. You're the conduit for all the messages, you know, because I don't know how to, I don't know how to work all this stuff, you know. Uh, Neither do I really, but I just wing it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come back again. You're always welcome back. All right. How about tomorrow? All right. Not that soon. Uh, (laughs) You know, uh, but uh, yeah, I would love to, I love, I love chatting with you, you know, and you know, we can get, you know, maybe the book is closer by then and I can maybe, you know, show the picture. I, I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's just, and there's several pictures on there, not just that one that I showed you, but there's a couple others that you're just like, okay. <laughs> that is one of the best blob squatches you will ever see. I've got one of those, but it, there's a face on it. Hmm. it. It's not pareidolia. It is a face. Awesome. So it, but it's just like, and that's from a witness who was waiting for, you know, they heard something and they were just waiting for, they knew where it was and they were waiting for it and it showed itself because hmm. they thought he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> there goes another theory. What the hell? What's going on here? <laughs> I'm shooting holes in my own theories right here on this show. What am I doing? I'm sabotaging myself. But anyway. It's been a blast, Gary. It always is. This is cool. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I'll definitely post the link to your website on the, in the notes of this episode so my listeners can uh, purchase your book while they're listening. And I'll post one to the Amazon, too, for, for the people yes. that like to use Kindle. But I will say I recommend the paperback color version. I have one. It's awesome, yeah. And if they just want to talk, if they've got something that has happened, they want mm-hmm. to talk to somebody... Have them email me. Yeah. I return all. I mean, you know, if you if they got something that even a question, even if you didn't have an event, if you got a question, just email me. Mm-hmm. Don't call me because I probably never get the call because I get my phone's always blowing up. But you email me. <laughs> and I, I'm in front of the computer all day writing. So an email pops up, I respond and keep moving. So That's great. Do it. I appreciate you pushing the book and everything. It's you know, I think it's well worth the money. It's only twenty two bucks and shipping is nothing. Yeah. Know, in the same things. It makes a good doorstop too. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, it's not a doorstop. This is definitely good reading material. Cool. Is it still in your bathroom or is it in your bedroom? It's uh right here. Oh, there's one more thing. That picture. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this at the time. That is the creature that has been jacking with my guy for 50 years. Wow. I didn't know that. (laughs) I just saw that picture and said, Hey, can I use this? It Mm -hmm. was a brand new picture, no explanation. And when he and I were talking, he said, you know, that picture on your book, that's my guy. So what are you talking about? I said, that's the creature I'm telling you about. That's him. I had no idea. <laughs> Artist had drawn it and put it on their website. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, just go find the pictures you want to use and use them to give me credit in the book. So I did. I just picked that because, and that was a brand new one. I had another photo picked out, nothing from that artist, but something else. Uh-huh. 
And I went, oh, wow, that's a deep, deep gaze. That is the creature that's been messing with him for 55 years. Is that just a coincidence? There's no such happened? thing as coincidence. Yeah, see? You you listen. Good. But isn't that bizarre? It is. I had no idea. <laughs> and he said, that look, that face is five million years of human destiny. That face goes back as far back as we can think of man walking on the planet. This were his words, you know. So I was glad to meet the guy whose depiction is on the cover of my book, and I had no idea. It's incredible. Which is another kind of the synchronicity thing. I was supposed to talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. Now that's getting too hippy-dippy, but you know what I mean? I, I, I believe because yeah, there are no coincidences. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe that there are. That's a full circle type thing. It is. Yeah, it's just bizarre. <laughs> You know, and so I thought I'd throw that at you at the end of this show because I just remembered uh, that. I mean, I, we, I, I didn't find this out till two months ago. Hmm. I had no idea. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Is, I'm speechless. Yeah, it's just <laughs> how ironic, how everything is that. Yeah. It's amazing. And apparently there's a couple other versions of it I haven't seen that aren't on the website or anything. But uh, yeah, that's a small world. And that is more than a coinky dink. Yeah. It's just synchronicity. It it's is. Nothing else other. It's just, you know, like the rocks mm-hmm. I found. The four, the one, and one at the other end who was there but wasn't there. What other... I'll let you go, but you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, there's things that just make you scratch your head till you bleed sometimes, you know, <laughs> because you're just going, oh, I don't know if I can take all this, you know, but it's, it's, it's very cool stuff. That's why I do this. All these little aha things that go, Hey, pay attention. Mm-hmm. So, and anyway. you are paying attention. Yeah. yeah and I, I could have easily not. I could have walked right by it. I could have been thinking about getting home and crawling in my nice cozy bed and just mm-hmm. hitting a beeline for the cameras, but I had to step over this tree and blah, 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 blah. what? There it was. I had to see that. I was supposed to see that. They knew I was coming back. Full circle. Yeah. The face on my book, full circle. I'm talking to the guy, full circle. Weird. Weirdness. Super Coolness. Weird. Amazing. It's just my <laughs> Anyway, I will let you go. This has been a blast, as always. Yeah, it was great. Definitely. Thank you for coming on tonight. I love All talking right, well, to you. Thanks for having me. Hang I'm on. Have me a cocktail and watch some tube and crash. You got to wait a minute because I got to play the outro. Huh? Oh, yeah. Well, now everybody knows what I'm going to do. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable on KGRA Radio. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or email him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy T-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the costs of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of his page. 
www.everythingimaginable2020.com. Oh yes, I almost forgot. You can buy his book, Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need, and it's on Amazon. It'll change your life, because remember, everything that exists was first imagined. Hey, if you loved what you listened to, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe.